Good morning, and welcome to Being the Change Now. Good morning, Sherry. Good morning, Ashwini. So our assignment for this week. The third paramita is Shanti, translated as patience, forbearance, or tolerance. The commentaries that describe this paramita are quick to clarify that this practice is not about passive endurance or quietude. We're not being asked to be apathetic, accommodating, resigned, or inactive. Quite the contrary. Equanimity, the peak of this perfection, is arrived at by a radical willingness to be transformed by our suffering. In this passage, Franz Kafka gives us a hint of what this practice entails. Patience is the master key to every situation. One must have sympathy for everything, surrender to everything, but at the same time remain patient and forbearing. There is no such thing as bending or breaking. It's a question only of overcoming, which begins with overcoming oneself. That cannot be avoided. To abandon that path is always to break in pieces. One must patiently accept everything and let it grow within oneself. The barriers of the fear-ridden eye can only be broken by love. One must, in the dead leaves that rustle around one, already see the young, fresh green of spring, compose oneself in patience and wait. The Bodhisattva practice of patience is transformative in that it actively confronts suffering. Shanti recognizes that it is in the crucible of suffering that we find the enduring within. It surrenders to the process of ego attrition as essential to the spiritual journey and accepts failure as par for the trajectory of awakening. To be unsuccessful is to finally admit that I can't do it and allow for the intelligence that can. Shanti invites us to have patience with the process of awakening and resist the temptation to quit when everything in us wants to stop practicing because practice is not working. Shanti honors the wisdom that the compassion we seek for ourselves and for others is often most available in the abyss of our pain and despair. This might sound grim. Perhaps this is why the Jataka tale that illustrates patience is so lighthearted. The story goes, the Buddha-to-be is born as a gentle and kind-hearted buffalo living peacefully in the forest. A mischievous, teasing monkey moves into the neighborhood and begins a campaign to torment the buffalo. Despite being pushed to the limits of endurance by the monkey's pranks, the buffalo silently tolerates the bad behavior. A wood sprite, unable to understand why a strong buffalo who could easily teach the monkey a lesson continues to stomach its antics, is moved to question the buffalo. The buffalo smiles and responds that it is the monkey that is teaching him a lesson in patience. How else could he learn to see the Buddha nature in all beings if the monkey was not his bodhisattva? The monkey overhears this discussion, sees his authenticity reflected in the buffalo's forbearance and becomes the buffalo's friend. As this story illustrates, patience is the wisdom to surrender to life as the teacher and participate in one's transformation on life's terms. Shanti doesn't change circumstances, but lets circumstances change us. The quality of dignity, humility, and humor that arises from this alacrity to bow and bend to life is the mark of many an Eastern spiritual teacher. This week, let's practice being the buffalo when confronted by challenging people and circumstances. Practice restraint while encountering situations and people that trigger you. Practice letting the mud settle before acting or speaking from identification. Take refuge with the recorder instead. If you do get triggered, 
practice having patience for yourself. Patience, practice not going to self-hate. Do the two-handed recording with the person who finds the circumstances difficult and allow them to be embraced in compassion. With conscious awareness, practice moving towards what causes you to suffer. If you normally resist or avoid something difficult, practice embracing your warrior energy as you open to seeing how the situation can transform you by transcending ego. Drop any voice that criticizes your spiritual progress. Remember Pooh's wise words. Reverse know this. There is no hurry. We shall all get there someday. As always, R.L. All right, here's our first caller. You are now live on the air. Would you please introduce yourself? Hi, this is David in San Antonio. Hey, David. What are you seeing? Um, wow, a lot of things. Um, <laughs> the big picture that what I've been seeing these last three weeks is just the wisdom and the brilliance um, that the universe has provided in the retreat overall. For me, this really started out this year with a reflection on I am and really trying to understand what that meant uh, as an awareness practitioner and my authentic nature. And I struggled with understanding that, which is always a good sign that I'm on the right track as he goes trying to make it more difficult than (laughs) it is. Um, One of the big insights was when we were discussing I am happiness and how that is different from I am happy, which I think was over the summer. And now we're into, you know, I am generosity was, you know, three weeks ago. Not that I am generous, but that I'm generosity and not that I'm happy, but that I'm happiness. And for me, the differences in those words are that these aren't momentary experiences, you know, just in the moment because of the condition, but they are the state of, you know, who my being and all of our being is. This is the expression of the universe. The expression of the universe is happiness. The expression of the universe is generosity. And the other flip side of what I have been looking at is, you know, ego tries to trick me into telling me, um, you know, the negative um, about things. And I get trapped into an ego conversation with the negative and try to argue that I'm, I'm, I'm not those things. So ego mm-hmm. tries to tell me, well, you're being selfish or you're being self-centered. And I stay in an ego conversation as long as I'm saying, I'm not selfish, I'm not self-centered, right. because right. that's me defining myself in the negative, which is a response to ego, as opposed to defining myself and reality in the affirmative, which is I am generous. There's a big difference between you are selfish, I'm not selfish, and I am generous. So I don't know if I'm making any sense, but anyway, oh, that's what I'm seeing. Absolute sense. Yes, yes. That, that what we're looking at, what we're closing in on, as you say, is a state of being. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it's not, it has nothing to do with content, does it? It's just all... No. <laughs> process it's it's what is and what is 
is what we are. So, yes, and your point about not getting pulled into those kinds of conversations with ego is really important. The moment we start to defend ourselves, which is, you know, uh, this uh, current assignment speaks so beautifully to, right? The moment mm-hmm. we start defending ourselves, we're just, we, we, we're playing on ego's field. Um, that's and, right. And there's just, yeah, there's just, there's no way that's ever going to go because ego has already won the contest, right? And so By getting me on the field. That, that's right. The only thing available mm-hmm. for us is to leave the contest and, mm-hmm. uh, and return to uh, what we know to be so. And, of course, again, with this practice, one, I think one of the fastest ways to get there is to pick up the recorder and start having mm-hmm. a conversation about exactly the kind of conversation that we just had, have that with the mentor about what is true and what is real and what is so and what is your experience. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I agree. Thank you. <laughs> it's a good approach, isn't it? <laughs> yes. It's a beautiful and, approach. And, it's, yeah, and so grateful that, uh, well, of course, so grateful that it has existed for uh, millennia, right? Is that, the, uh, is that what we would say mm-hmm. there? And, um, and that it's available to us right now. And that, That's and right. That, and that we know it exists and we can practice it. Oh, my gosh. Isn't that wonderful? It exists for me, you know. It exists for you. Yes. It exists for anybody that wants it, yes. you know. Yes. Well, and it's what we are. It's yes. what we are whether we know it or not, right? Even if uh, so true. it's poo. You know, it's, mm-hmm. it's poo's wisdom, right? Because even if a, a, a person doesn't know it now, they will. They will. We can only hope. Oh, I think we can be sure because it's what we are. Okay. <laughs> yeah. All right. I'll be confident <laughs> Thank with you, you, David. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you, Terry. Confident. All right. All right. Thank you. Bye bye. Bye bye. Thanks, David. Oh wow, Sherry, what a way to kick this morning off. That that oh, and just the crystallization of the insight. Uh, that recognition of. Uh, the being that we are and the ego process that defines defines life as the absence of and us as the absence of just yeah. just that right it's such a clear articulation of what is so it is how it is mm-hmm. that's the way suffering happens that's the way separation happens and this is realization <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah right there yeah right there yeah. for us yeah. Or right here for us, I guess, would be a better way to say that, huh? Mm-hmm. Right here for mm-hmm. us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that movement that we have to constantly train in, the recognition of when I'm engaged on the ego field, that it's already one. And therefore, even if everything in me doesn't want to cede my position, which is an ego reaction to an ego input, <laughs> I need to walk <laughs> off the field. Yes, yes. And and. And practice that patience. Just yes. make a show and walk off. Mm-hmm. Pick up the recorder and, and have a real interaction. Well, I love what uh, David said about it, it so reflects that Kafka quote because that, that sense of being generosity or being patient mm-hmm. or being is what grows within when I don't engage in the ego field. Right? Yes. We have to wait for it to arise. And uh, 
and we invite that through our practice. Yes, which is a really important point as well. We can't make it happen, Mm -hmm. right? There's a a funny way, uh, this is a word that dropped in, so I'm going to say it, but uh, we have to earn it. You know, we, we have to prove that we're not just saying, yes, I want this experience and then I'm going to turn it over to ego as fast as I get it. Mm-hmm. That patience is how we wear away our attachment to ego so that we're really ready mm-hmm. to it is realize. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, the surrender of the ego is the price we pay. That's yes. the crucible we walk through. Yeah. Mm. All right, here's our next caller. You're now live on the air. Would you please introduce yourself? Hi, this is Catherine from St. Louis. Hey, Catherine. What do you think? Hey, well, uh, uh, patience is really a crucible for me. Um, And I was very moved when you were um, reading the assignment and what was coming up was um, what an opportunity it is. So... What I've seen so far in the exploration is that I get impatient about little things and big things, but and that underlying the story that's under the radar is that if these people would just answer my emails on time or if this traffic would just get out of my way so I can complete this errand, or, or whatever it is, that then I could have the right feelings. Mm. So um, I could get this done. I could then feel happy and relieved that it's done, and I will feel good. And none of that is true. Mm-hmm. None of that is true. What, what it seems to me really happens is, I am just, I'm just, I just stay caught in conditioning. So the impatience arises, uh, I, I'm in a hurry, or whatever it is that I'm wanting done needs to be done right away. And it, when, when it gets done, I'm still in, I'm still in ego. I'm t- there, is not, there isn't, it doesn't bring its promise of, this turns out the way I want it to, when I want it to, everything will be okay. Mm-hmm. That, yeah. that promises a lot. And what I have noticed instead in just practicing with this a little bit, I haven't even, I mean, I've just, I was really practicing yesterday with this and today, and what I notice is if I, when I become aware, this is impatience, I drop that and breathe, I just feel wonderful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh God, uh, Catherine, that is just so perfectly laid out because we la- because it takes a practice of awareness to recognize the programming, as you just laid it out. It, th- that's how it works, right? So here it is. There's impatience that's arising. There is a promise that if you get this done, and if it get it gets done, if you are angry or irritable towards other people, then it, it proves that your well-being is conditional. It's conditional on achieving something, and of course it never is because your, conditional is, your well-being is not conditional, right? right. And so 
that, that ability to see the programming and see the lie of the programming assists us to finally drop it and to have the experience we choose to have in the moment. Because we, we were, it's the two things about, about that. One, I think it was in group yesterday that someone was mentioning that if I do anything with ego, I still have ego. Mm -hmm. right? The suffering yes. is happening to me as I'm participating in it. Yes. Right? So you, you just, just because you're going to feel some way at the end of this process doesn't mean you skip what you're in as you are in the process. And that's yes. what we experience, right? That, that dropping it is our only option because if I am suffering now, I'm going to be suffering now. Just because I am going to receive something then doesn't mean that, the, that I don't experience the suffering now. And Good so the point. only way not yeah. to experience the suffering now is to drop the suffering now. Yes, uh, that's a very yes, that's a very good point. And it's like once I'm in the process, it, unless I drop the process and get here, yes. I'm still going to be in conditioning. That's exactly right. And it, when it's done or not, you know exactly. It's, exactly. Yeah. And I'm training myself for that, right? I'm training yes. myself to con to believe the story of the of the reward at the end of the rainbow, uh, so that conditioning can keep me suffering now, right? It's a deflection programming. Mm -hmm. It's mm -hmm. saying your, your uh, object is at the end of the road while it's maintaining the suffering, so you never catch on to the process, right? The, you never catch on to the only way to get out of this is to get out of this. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and it's, so, and it's so interesting that when I, I get out of it, the feelings I'm looking for are often right there. So the present, the uh, the the um, as the impatience dies, um, and it, there's trust there. There's trust that it's all happening in lifetime and it's perfect, and even love. Mm -hmm. There's well, even love there. I've noticed. Yes, because because the, it's the binary choice. I'm either in suffering or I'm here. Here is mm -hmm. always love whatever the words are, right? Love, patience, kindness, generosity, the being that David was talking about is, is there when conditioning is not. We get caught in the content of it and therefore we believe it's based on the acquisition of the object or getting the task done. But it's really, mm -hmm. I'm either here in that feeling I long for or I'm not. And the only way to be in the feeling that I'm, long, I'm longing for is to have the attention on it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. Yeah. So thank you so much. Thanks. Wonderful assignment. Uh huh. Sherry, here's our next caller. You are now live right. here. Would you please introduce yourself? This is Jeff from Ohio. Well, hello, Jeff. <laughs> what are you seeing? Well, what I saw in this one was that what really struck me was the uh, the word failure, and um, and I had something last week which was could be again the failure being in quotes, and it was quote could have been you know was a failure, and mm -hmm. and what I got I mean I struggled with that and I saw one thing is that what I was trying to do was impossible. <laughs> 
you know, so. Um, and isn't that helpful to see? Yeah, yeah. I mean, and, and Jeff, it, yeah. It, it, excuse me just a moment, but that is so, you know, what Ashwini and Catherine were just talking about, you know, the impossibility of, of ego and how it keeps us from seeing that. So to see it, what a place of freedom. It was never going to work. Yes. It couldn't. Yes. It's not, it has yes. nothing to do with you. Right, right, right. And the other part I could see was how that was part of my ego. I mean, my ego was telling me that I cannot failure, you know. So it was yes. such a part of, I mean, it's a big piece of the ego. And so to, oh, to yeah. see that and yeah. face it and, and just to begin to contemplate my life where failure was part of it. You well, know, the, yes. And, and again, the part that's fascinating to me is realizing that what ego calls failure so I, I, I don't know this, but you can look at it at some point. Maybe you'll tell me. But I'll bet you what has happened in your life is as, as you have gone on through your life, you have taken on more and more and more. And I will bet that you have been pretty much successful with the more and more and more that you have taken on. Is that yes. roughly true? Yeah. yeah. Okay. And so what is ego going to do with that? I mean, at some point, aren't you going to conclude that you are a successful person and therefore be happy? So what ego's game is to constantly up it. Just make it, just up it until it's not going to work. Right. And then well, it's it, going to be right. your fault. Well, and part of that is that the success then builds into pride. And Ooh, so I, yes. I start to believe that I can do anything. That's right. That's right. And life in its infinite compassion and wisdom and loving kindness is going to be right there to help us see that's not true. Yes, it is. <laughs> and I, I, yes, and I'm certainly that's one of the gifts of growing old is you get to see that, you know, yeah. up close. <laughs> well, yes. And, but again, I guess that maybe this is more for me than for you because I seem to be obsessed with it. But it, it's that, that place that ego gets us to where it, it, in a situation like that, Jeff, if you weren't practicing awareness, it could wipe out your whole life. Oh, yeah. It could turn yeah. everything in your life from success to failure in one in one uh, piece of content. Yeah. Well, in this piece of content, you could argue, you know, it did wipe out a good 20, 30 years of my life. You know, I mean, this, this one's with my daughter, but what I went through with my ex-wife was, was not unlike this. Uh-huh. And it, you know, yes. it took, like I said, 20, 30 years to get through that. And, uh, yes. Yeah. I mean, it was just gone. I mean, it was, you know, it was preparing me for this, but... <laughs> Other than that. Yes. Yeah. Well, and, and it is one of life's lessons for us, isn't it? Uh, yeah. because, because ego wants us to believe that we are capable of having control over our, our life and other people and yeah. situations and circumstances. 
Yeah. And it is, for most of us, a rough road to the realization that, well, actually, that's not true. Yes, yes. And, and, mm-hmm. it, and it's, you know, and that's where you're great. I'm grateful for the rough road because, you know, yes. I mean, it's yes. because for me, you know, when I let go of this stuff, there is so much more on the other side. Absolutely, absolutely. And I hope one of the things that you um, bring into the front of his conscious awareness is, is the effort, the sincerity, the, the yeah. goodness that was behind all of those attempts. It didn't come from a, a nasty, evil, wanting to control oh, people yeah. for your... Right? It came from the ability to see what's possible for someone and, and to want that for them and to be willing to do anything to assist them in the pursuit of that. Yeah. That's what he devoted himself to. Yeah, yeah. And, it's, and the, the other big thing for me is I've sort of, and I've been telling people that I'm out, I'm out there looking for conflict because that's one thing I've always avoided is conflict. And that's the other thing that's put me in a very small space. So I said, uh-huh. I'm getting, I am getting that gift as well. So I get to face Oh, very good. We yeah. do get what we ask for, don't we? Ask I know, and I we will receive. <laughs> well, that's what I've been, because I've been looking for humility for a while, and, and I got a fairly big dose of that last week. <laughs> and it's uh-huh. like, but, uh, yeah. yeah, but it's, yeah. it's so great, you know, to, Oh, it is, because it's so much bigger than the yeah. biggest thing that ego could imagine. Yeah, 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 mm-hmm. yeah. And it lets us know uh, our authentic being. It lets us know what's really behind, uh, what really is motivating us as compared to what ego would say is motivating us because it's what's motivating ego. Yeah, yeah. That I just, yeah, I'm just getting more and more anxious and willing to look at, you know, to look at all the stuff that, I mean, whenever, I, yeah, so like everything yes. that's ego, it's like, I, okay, that's, I just I'm ready. Looking, so it so yep. melts away. Yep. And with that, right, with that attitude, it can't hurt you, right? It's yeah. just going to make you happier and happier and happier with everyone you see. Yeah. 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 All right. Thanks, all right. Jeff. Thanks. Thanks, Jeff. And Jerry, let's squeeze in one more caller. Next All caller. Right. You're now live on the air. Would you please introduce yourself? Hi. This is Gail in Arizona. Hey, Gail. Oh, my gosh. What a wonderful show. It's, and the last two assignments have just been so wonderful. Um, I'm blithering here. Um, there's this feeling I'm getting that keeps coming up over and over again, which I can only describe as like this golden amber velvetness. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm. And um, it just keeps cropping up uh, when we're working with patients and, and all these different, you know, generosity and everything. And I ran across this quote that just brought tears to my eyes because it so ties in with what you guys are, have been pointing to for us and especially the poo quote about the river and um, that we're not in control of this. And the, the quote was from, I think, well, anyway, it doesn't matter where it's from. Um, but we're, you know, it's like the whole thing about we're not in charge here. We have no control over this and no responsibility for it. But our job is to show up and do our part, trusting that what life has begun in us, life will complete in us. Mm-hmm. And when I, when I saw that, it was just like, 
Yeah, that's the, the, the trusting piece. That was where I was kind of hung up because I could, you know, work patiently, I could work gently, I could work humbly, but I wasn't necessarily trusting it was really going to work. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. Well, and you know, Gail, it, that's the humility that Jeff was talking about because that has to dissolve, right? That identification mm-hmm. with the hubris that I am the agent and yes. I cannot trust that trust anything by myself, but myself is pure egocentricity. But yeah. when that dissolves, what we're identified with is what we are. So obviously trust is not an issue. It's only when there's separation that trust is an issue, right? If I, if I dissolve into all that is seeking all that is, then all that is will find all that is because ego is the only barrier and that's dissolved. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. and, and the other piece that I, I experienced was that the efforting mm-hmm. dropped away. Mm-hmm. I mean, I yeah. don't have to make all this huge effort. I don't have to try so hard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it's really, it is such a paradigm shift in identification, right? Because you can't even describe it from within the world of conditioned mind. The way we see the world is mm-hmm. so different than when yeah. we step out of it. That yeah. dissolving is a, is a requirement for a change in perception and a change in perspective. So you know, to say that I could relax into it is not necessarily, uh, that I'm not responsible for this doesn't necessarily mean that you don't act. But right. that's the contradiction that gets created in the conditioned world that I have to be responsible for X rather than responsibility is when I isn't, <laughs> right? <laughs> Action is when I isn't in a way that is incomprehensible. Mm-hmm. within that system. Yeah, it was like the, the last uh, few assignments, it's like all these pieces just really came together. You know, the, like you were talking about the responsibility and the effort and the relax into it. I never really got when you guys kept saying, oh yeah, we just relax into it. It was like, huh? <laughs> yeah. Now I get it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, 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 that ego, the, the, the ego hubris dissolves in humility in a lack of ego and then we have and see everything that we ever thought i mean that in in other words i am then i am responsible but Mm -hmm. i'm not responsible from the place of separation i just flow with all that is responsible yes yeah and that makes sense now (laughs) (laughs) in golden amber purple yes absolutely absolutely yes okay Thank you. Bye. You know, one of the greatest gifts in life, as far as I can tell, is getting to spend time with people who speak the same language. Oh, my God, yes. I mean, listening to you two, you know, if somebody, you run that path. (laughs) (laughs) Much of the population of the world, and they would go, my God, they're lunatics. And yet... As, as Gail was just saying, you know, we stay with it, we stay with it, we stay with it. We hear it. You know, we're all fans of uh, spiritual practice and psychological insights and religion and quotes and all of that, right? We, we, and so it's, it's all familiar. We, we're just, we're, we're swimming in it, right? And then it comes together. Mm-hmm. Ah, mm-hmm. okay, I see, I see, I see. Mm-hmm. And then we can articulate it in those wacky ways uh, that, that 
because it makes sense to the person we're talking with. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. yeah. You, just li- you just live the flower sermon. Yes. Yes. Yeah. That's wonderful. So grateful well, for Sangha. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Thank you, Sherry. That brings us to the end Thank of the show. You. Go happy. Go happy, everybody. Thank you.